If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ronas, a lot going on in the NFL. Guys getting signed, guys limited, guys getting promoted, guys maybe getting traded. That's a lot of movement. No, there definitely is, and we're basically at the midpoint of the fantasy season, so... You have to take note of all of it, and, uh, you know, it's crunch time. You have to make some real important decisions here as you structure your team for the playoff run. All right. Speaking of one of the guys that screwed us last week, David Johnson. So here's the writing on the wall. They signed Alfred Morris, and today they signed Zach Zenner. So when you get one guy, that's one thing. When you get two guys, that should tell people that Chase Edmonds is starting this week. Do you feel that way as of right now? I do, uh, but I am a little bit concerned about Chase Edmonds because the schedule the next few weeks is really tough. So don't expect the performance you got on Sunday. He was uh, running through some wide-open holes against the Giants. He's got at the Saints this week, home to San Francisco, at Tampa Bay, which has shut down Christian McCaffrey twice, at San Francisco, home versus the Rams. That is not an easy stretch. He's going to get the volume, no doubt about it, but – you know, it, it, this is not an easy stretch. But the one good thing we could say about Edmonds, he does catch the ball out of the backfield. It's not like he's a zero. See, to me, Alfred Morris is a zero. If he Because he, what has he had, like three catches last year? Yeah, I'm not catches. even worried about him. Right. Zenner, to me, has a little bit more flexibility. But I think Edmonds is, I mean, if he doesn't run, he could still help you with another five, eight points catching the football. You hope so. I mean, again, we're going to see how this offense operates against those defenses. Uh, the Saints have just been lights out this year. You know, they, they've played great. 
and it's on the road uh, in a tough environment, and then you get San Francisco twice. Now, San Francisco has just played an elite level. You know, I, I think they could level off a little bit. Maybe they show some cracks, but uh, this is not an easy stretch. I, I don't think it's an easy stretch, but I, I think that the uh, 49ers are susceptible over the next couple of weeks. I really do. I think they're going to lose this week to the Panthers. How about that? I wouldn't be surprised. The only re- I was ready to say that, but with Kyle Allen at quarterback, I'm not so sure. He has not really played well. Everyone's talking about how they're undefeated with him. It's such a fluke. They are they're better with Cam Newton. Kyle I mean, Allen's that's not going to get him there. They are better with Cam Newton. I mean, and I, and you know, if I say that, that tells you everything because I hate Cam Newton. Kyle Allen's okay. I really would have. Re- Will Greer must really suck because they haven't even thought about going to that guy. Yeah. Yeah, they really have it. Uh, you know, Allen actually has not thrown an interception this year, but he's had a hard time holding on to the football. He's fumbled a lot, and you know he doesn't use all of his weapons. I mean, no. there are games that Olsen I mean, he, looks like a zero. He had the game against Arizona where he's good, and then the three games since he has three touchdowns, no picks against Tampa, Jacks, and Houston. And the Houston game was ugly. That was a great defensive effort by Carolina. The Jacksonville game was all Christian McCaffrey. And the Tampa game, but they obviously played from ahead that entire way, and they didn't need Allen to do much as Winston played awful and turned it over. So uh, people will look and say, oh, well, he hasn't lost the game as a starter and he's playing well. It's kind of misleading. You really have to look deeper than that. It's, I mean, there's something to be said for that. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I feel the same way. But I again, mean, but those guys, basically those guys have been asked to manage the game. I know Bridgewater had you know a couple good games here and there, but they, they have not – been asked to do much because the defense on both sides has played right but that's something well. that's not easy to do I mean not everybody could do that so the fact that Kyle Allen was able to be a good a, a competent game management get manager there's a skill there it's not that hard to do you're turning around you and do handing, it you're turning around and handing the ball to Christian McCaffrey and dumping it off to him and you're saying don't make mistakes I mean it's really not that hard when you have okay but have you seen some backup quarterbacks I mean Mar- Mariota couldn't do that well Mariota's terrible a, a Mitch Trubisky can't do that Andy Dalton can't. I mean, there are a bunch of guys who can't even do what these guys are doing. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, you know, look, what they've done, I think, is commendable considering the fact that their teams, they haven't blown victories for their teams. Right, but I'm saying, like, for there's a lot of people who are saying, oh, you can't go to Cam. Kyle Allen's playing so well. I don't know what they're looking at. Right. I mean, the only guy that I feel that way about is Gardner Minshew. If you told me the Jaguars were starting him the rest of the year, I might actually be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, they paid Foles a lot of money. That's the thing. And Foles has won a Super Bowl. So we'll see. Look, Minshew's going to have a few more weeks to kind of figure it out. He has come back a little bit. So if he has a couple bad games, they'll be justified in in turning it over to Foles when he's ready. So our friend Scott Atkins put out a tweet of Melvin Gordon to the Lions. And I I was loving that idea. But two things. One, I don't think the Chargers do that unless Justin Jackson's healthy. And then B, the Lions just promoted Paul Perkins to their roster. So maybe Melvin Gordon to the Lions isn't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where the Lions think they're at either. So, and then what are you going to give up for him? So, everyone wants to see a move because they want to see Eckler get unleashed a little more. But I got to think after last week that at least they use Eckler more in the passing game. I mean, they lined him up against a linebacker and he just absolutely shredded him for that touchdown. So, maybe you see that that happen. Um, but it looks like uh, Adam Thielen has officially been ruled out. Good. I'm actually fine is, with that. I'm I mean, that. I, everyone expected this. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a short week. They don't I think them. if it was Sunday, if it was Sunday, he may have played. I know that sounds crazy, but I think the short week did him in. Yeah, there's no need to to rush this at all. You, you know, picking the, up all the BC Johnson. That the pro, um, 
you got to be desperate, I think, because I, I think actually Irv Smith could benefit here. They ran a lot of two tight end sets last week. I mean, now Kyle Rudolph actually had a good game. He did. All right, let me ask you this. Would you rather have your first name be Irv or Ola BC? Irv. Irv Ronis. Yeah. I like it. Well, I think you're right. I think Irv Smith's a real good player. I was very surprised that after they drafted Irv Smith that they paid all that money for Kyle Rudolph. But you know what? Maybe yeah, I was too. Like, yeah. I, right? Because remember, we heard rumors yep. about him being traded potentially to New England. To the Patriots, right? Right. But it I, makes I think sense. This, but this worked out well because they run the two tight end set, they run the ball, they have the two receivers. Maybe this is their new offense. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only concern you have about tomorrow when you're when you're trying to figure out Minnesota is how long will this game stay close? Like Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has played unbelievable the last three weeks. It's not crazy to say after he has ten, so abysmal. He has ten touchdowns over the last three. He has thrown for over three hundred yards in three straight. Hey, like I'm glad someone dropped them in one of our online. Oh, leagues. I, I know. Them up yeah, I played I him last week. But now I have to. I, I'm trying to decide between Cousins and Winston this week. I mean, Cousins has the easier matchup. The key is. Is he going to throw for 200, two touchdowns? Or, without, Thiel, without Thielen? But he did it last week. Thielen left early in the game, and he still threw four touchdowns. One was to Thielen. He threw it to uh, the fullback, Ham. Uh, I know. CJ Ham got him in the Rudolph line, right? scored, so that's the thing. I, I don't know. It's a, I, I think it's hard to trust him, though. I mean, he's, he's done it three weeks in well. a row. <laughs> I know. And it's a great matchup at home. And it's a revenge game, Doc. What are you doing? Uh, that's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's revenge everywhere. Keenum Peterson. Oh, my God. That's so true. All right. I'll, I'll play them in, in the showdown. Back right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. We're full-time fantasy. Dr. Roto here along with Adam Ronis. And uh, we were just talking during the break about being right but then being wrong. And, you know, I hate that because what happens is I had J.D. McKissick in the Scott Fishbowl for one crisp dollar, Ronis. And I cut him last week for some jabroni. And now I had to spend $12 this week. So I literally wasted $13 on the same guy. Yeah, I mean, at least you got him back and you didn't have to spend, you know, 70% of your budget. But it just happens a lot, man, where I picked up Ty Johnson in several leagues. Like, I, I was just looking here on September 19th. I picked up Ty Johnson, $47 out of 1000 and I dropped him two weeks later. So, I had him. I they, picked him up when they cut C.J. Anderson. Th- that was just going to say the same thing. Once Anderson got cut, I said, all That's right, he's next in line. We know Carryon Johnson has had some injury issues. They seem a little reluctant to ride him and give him big workloads. All right, let me have Ty Johnson on the bench just in case because he's all leagues with 20 roster spots. And then what happens is the bye weeks come, you have some injuries, and you're like, well, I can't start Ty Johnson this week, so I guess I'm going to have to cut him because I need to make room for someone. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes those decisions uh, come back to hurt you a little bit. I think people are going to be making a very – costly mistake by spending boatloads of money on Ty Johnson this week. I don't think he has the longevity. I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm not, I'm not putting in $500. I because people go, well, and here's the thought, Adam. Well, how many more guys are going to come available? I don't know. There's always somebody in week 11, 12, or 13 who comes available. I want to have money for that guy because I don't know whether Ty Johnson's the answer. Uh, See, I see both sides to this argument, and like anything, it really comes down to your team need. Like, I have one where I had Kerryon Johnson. I have no running back depth. Like, I kind of have to. If I don't, I'm basically – I can't wait uh, until week 11, week 12 on on that specific team. Now, I have other leagues where I kind of don't need them. Like, in my home league, we can all use a running back. But I'm pretty good. You should bid on him. Look, you should bid on him no matter what. Always bid on the guy. Definitely. don't bid heavily. Right, we've talked about this. Even if you think, like, oh, I'm not going to win it, just put in the bid. You never know. Something could happen. Someone forgets to put in their lineup. The other guy doesn't realize he's out there. Three people don't do fab. You never know. You put in the bid. Even if you're like, oh, I only have $120 left and someone's going to bid 300 It doesn't matter. Put in the bid of 74 whatever you think is reasonable. You probably won't get them, but you never know. It's happened to all of us where we think we have no shot, and then all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, how did I get him? What happened? So you put in the bid, but I think you're right for the most part. 
Uh, if you are fine at running back, you really don't need him. You put in a small bid because people are going to go crazy because we're getting late in the year. It's week well, eight. Remember, the waiver wire shuts down after week 13. So let me tell if you, you the have genius, eight. Though. But here's the thing, Doc. Let me give you an example. If you yeah. have $800 left for some reason now, right? Are you going to sp- and you need a running back? Are you going to spend three, four hundred? Well, on let, let me let me tell you what I was thinking. Okay, so let's just use the entire Lions running backs. I would bid if I had eight hundred left. I probably would bid three hundred on Johnson, mm-hmm. maybe one twenty to one forty on McKissick. Okay, and ten to twenty on Paul Perkins. All right, I mean just just to throw one in, and maybe I get Perkins, and maybe he does nothing. But maybe in a week, McKissick or Johnson gets hurt. All of a sudden, Perkins is my starter. I got him on the cheap. Yeah, and I don't know if the Lions are going to do anything here either. You know, right? If they don't, I'm a genius if I do that. I think that's the risk that people are worried about. You go out, you spend a lot of money on Todd Johnson, and then they make a move and they trade for Kenya Drake or something. Which is very possible because Kenya Drake would actually fit that team beautifully. So yeah, that is the risk that you run. But I understand though when people are being aggressive this point of the year because you're right. There could be players that become available because of injuries later in the week, but it's a possibility nothing else opens up and this might be the best we have. So that's where you have to make that decision. Is it worth it? You know, a lot of times people sit back and wait. Now last year we did get Damian Williams. We got Justin Jackson and there might've been someone else. Look, I want, I really do as a competitor. I want people to drop their money on Johnson tonight. I want it. I want them going four or 500 bucks. I want the Gallman money. And maybe it works out for them, and I'll look back at this moment and say, Ronus, I blew it. Or maybe I'll look back and say, they blew all their money, and now I've got an advantage. I'm hoping for that one. You're taking a stand, and that's what you have to do. And yep. you're basically saying it's not worth the money. I hope people blow their budget, and it doesn't work out. And if you're wrong, you'll say, oh, no. I, made I mean, it. some dude spent $65 in a fishbowl. Good luck with that. It's a lot of money. That's the probably thing, all of his money. Yeah, the thing with the fishbowl is, though, there's just hardly anything that comes on waivers, man. If you get an opportunity to get a starting running back, because remember, that league, there's no kickers, there's no defense. It's actually deeper than the high-stakes leagues. Wait, I'm going to shock you, okay? Give me a second, because I want to get to it. And I want to shock you with who I've picked up on waivers this year, okay? I've picked up J.D. McKissick, Mark Walton, Wayne Gallman, Jordan Wilkins, Deshaun Hamilton, Anthony Miller, uh, and there you go. All for like nothing. Yeah, uh, and, and they've all kind of been crap. Except well, they're the all one. okay. But, but that's you the, know the, the point. The but there's point. guys out there. I mean, Walton right, might turn but, out to be something. Miller could turn out to be something. I'm just saying, Gallman was pretty darn good for the for week one or two week. I needed him. Okay, but I got week. him for a dollar. Okay, but for one week, though. You know, right, but I'm not. I, but I don't is, want to spend sixty five dollars on Ty Johnson. I'd rather. But, I'd rather do dribs and drabs like I've been doing. Right. The difference is though, Ty Johnson potentially could be a starting running back for the rest of the year. You knew Goldman wasn't. We knew Barkley was coming back, and those receivers that you talk about are like they're hit or miss. You know, yeah, Deshaun Hamilton's in a good spot, but is he really going to be a top twenty receiver the rest of the way? No. No. And so Tim that's Pat- the, Tim, pa- Tim Patrick's coming back, who I think is kind of interesting in a couple of weeks. Runs. I mean, it's still the Denver offense where Sutton's going to command most of it, and they're going to run the ball a lot. So like we're sitting here and you're you're trying to cherry pick, and if, but none of these guys are going to be difference makers. And I'm not saying Ty Johnson. Johnson is, but I understand why people go out there and spend money. This is a potential starting running back for the rest of the year. We're here in week eight, or at least a running back that's going to get the bulk of the touches. And I see he went for 69 and one here. Someone yeah. got him for 40, man. Do you have his oh, oh, for Johnson yeah. for 40? That's yeah. a good number. See, that's that number I could live with. Is this guy in my league? Because I'm going to be pissed because I had 31. 
Um, I don't know which league. I'm That's, okay with there, there's so many leagues. I'm okay with like 40. Anything over 50. Ugh. I mean, do you, have you seen his number in college? Did you see his numbers? Yeah. He didn't run the ball that much. He was, he I was know. very lightly used. Yeah, I know, but he's going to get the opportunity here. See, like for me in that league, I needed him. When you look at my running backs, I have McCaffrey, and then I told you, a bag of crap. Mike Davis, Wayne Goldman, Rashad Penny, Tony Pollard, Jalen Samuels, Edo Smith, Benny Snell. I've been taking shots, and they've You're not have landed. To, I would play Snell if I was Well, I got McKissick. Week. I oh, did pick up go. McKissick okay. for eight. Okay. I'm going to play right. Snell this week. I'm, I would play Snell this week, but I don't hate McKissick. McKissick's I mean, like the, not bad. No, I know. He's a good pass catching back. Yeah, we've seen we've is. seen him in the past have some success. So, you know, he might catch four passes. And I think pass. the Lions, I honestly think they're going to change their offense. I think they're going to be pass heavy. Yes, I think they're absolutely going to be pass heavy. The, the, even if you have Perkins and McKissick and Johnson, you're not going to grind it out with those guys. No, they're not no, big enough. No. So now Matthew Stafford went from throwing 28 times a game to throwing 42 times a game. I agree. I think that's that's the exactly what I thought. I said, you know what? Yeah, you know, you have to run to be respectable, but this is not going to be a team that relies on the run a lot. I think they say, you I know like what? Amendola right now a little bit. I, I think that this team is going to be, I think Matt Stafford's a great pickup. Yeah, he's actually available in one of my leagues. Would you rather have him or Gardner Minshew the rest of the year? Oh, Matt Stafford, 100%. I think so, too. I agree. And I looked at his question. schedule. He's got yeah. the Giants and the Raiders the next two weeks. Yeah. I, I think Matt Stafford is probably one of the most underrated guys out there right now. And it's interesting because you know who I picked up last week in every league? Who? Sam Darnold. I picked him up a few weeks ago in several leagues, actually. Now, I still have faith in him, but I do have a what? scenario this week where I think my – oh, it's – I have Darnold and Dak. I don't feel good about starting Darnold no. this week. I'm actually going to drop I may him. cut Darnold in every league. Um, and, and I just picked him up because I love his schedule. I Look, so then you're, you're completely – that performance on Monday has got you spooked. You're seeing ghosts now. Well, Is look, that what you're I'm, saying? Yes and no. I'm, uh, yes and no. I'm seeing ghosts partly, but I'm worried about this week because I have, I have guys I can't start. I don't want to start Kyler Murray. I don't want to start Baker Mayfield. I got guys who are worse starts, so I want to go with somebody else. And Darnold doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. I would put money on Darnold and DFS, but not on my seasonal team. I know who you're picking up. Oh, Tana you know who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'll keep Darnold because his schedule is yeah, so amazing. It is. I, mean, I don't want to give up on him either, but I just, uh, I'm with you, though. I just don't feel great about starting him this week. Not that I'm scared of Jacksonville, but you kind of do want to see some positive because that was a historically embarrassing performance. Look, if he plays well this week, all is right in the world, and Darnold will be fine the rest of the way. But if he doesn't, don't you worry about his confidence? A little bit. I mean, I don't want to play him this week, but I have confidence in him the rest of the way. You still do it? If he, if he has three interceptions this week, you still do? We'll talk Monday about that. All right. <laughs> we'll do All right. Back with more right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, guys, the NBA season is underway, and you can dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. Compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in the NBA DFS world. Plus, you'll get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. So save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK, D-U-N-K. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to get your 10% off now. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Speaking of dunk, dude, Pascal Siakam is the bomb. Woo! He is unleashed with that Kawhi there. Yeah, he was good last year anyway. I actually had him. Uh, he was someone that I liked late in drafts last year, and he was a key component for me. And this year, I only did one. Uh, redraft league uh, head-to-head and I knew I wasn't getting him because I picked 12 so I knew he if I didn't take him on that turn he wasn't going to make it back but I did really want him they just signed him to a big contract extension and yeah I mean last year his usage wasn't as high because Kawhi was there but uh, he had a tremendous performance last night in a good spot because the Pelicans are a team that is going to play very very high pace this year no and, defense, dude. Yeah, but and that's great for fantasy. You want to play your guys against the Pelicans, and 
Uh, obviously, the Pelicans are going to put up big numbers, too. It would, would have been nice to see Zion Williamson there. I did get Fred Van Vliet, though, in my league. I was league. just going to say, oh, dude, he was shooting from half court. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to do this every night, but this was a great matchup uh, and, you know, another guy that's going to see more of a higher usage. So it was a good matchup. He came through, but I did get him pretty late in my draft. Uh, a couple people, when I made the pick, was like, oh, good pick. I was like, oh, I hope you make because I was picking on the turn. So, you know, there's a long wait. Right. And I was like, oh, please make it back. Please make it back. I was like, yes. You know what's interesting about him? He was such a good player at Wichita State. And I watched him play in college. But, you know, you never heard a lot about him in the pros. And then he made, he caught on with Toronto. And then he was getting, I don't know, eight minutes, ten minutes. But the guy was always such a good player. But I think he showed me that he improved in the pros. You know, you don't always see guys take this next level. You know, sometimes they regress from college to the pros. This guy's gotten better. Yeah, and he was huge in the playoffs last year. I mean, he had some huge games for them. So, uh, it was good to see him uh, start and played 44 minutes. Did get a little banked up. Uh, looked like he landed like on a camera guy or something with his ankle and was stretching it. Apparently, though, was fine. But, yeah, huge game for him last night. So I was happy to have him in my season-long league. Although, uh, you know, in the head-to-head league, uh, I went up against Danny Green last night. Like, really, of all the weeks that I got to face <laughs> Danny Green when he's hitting every shot, Everything. that is the worst. Let me man. ask you a question about Brandon Ingram. I, don't, I think this guy should have stayed in college for like another seven years. He's just so skinny. He is, man. He is like he has not been able to put on weight, man. Um, yeah. That's I, not gonna. I don't think that that's that, there's no longevity in the NBA if you're like that. Yeah, I mean, he's someone that could put up decent numbers from time to time. I, I just think he still doesn't shoot very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good team that he's on it for for his ability. They're going to run a lot, but. Yeah, I mean, I, so he, I don't even think he weighs 200 pounds, man. It's no, six, I, was talking, I was talking to my son. I'm like, some guys should just stay in college, and Ingram should have stayed at Duke. He's a good player, but he would have been so much better if he was there for four years, or at least three. Did have a nice line last night, though. I mean, five assists, two blocks, and steal, man. That's, that's what you need to see from him if you can I do know, that. I know, but he's a terrible shooter. Yeah, uh, he's not a good shooter. And we saw. I, I would watch him a lot with the Lakers, and, and I just hated the way he played too. Like he would just go right to the basket, not look for teammates. I just didn't like the way he played. All right, let me ask you a question about NBA DFS. You know, if you if people want to play, you know, they sign up for Daily Roto, they sign up for whatever, and they and they play. What would you tell people in the early part of the season in terms of minutes? Can you trust coaches? When do rotations start to take effect? You know, what's what 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 should people watch out for? Yeah, I think with the starters, you pretty much know that they're going to play big minutes early on. I mean, some rotations we're still not sure of. Like, Pelicans played like 12 guys last night. I know it went to overtime, but uh, Gentry That guy was from Europe was, was nailing shots, dude. Yeah, so their rotation, you know, kind of still unsure of. But, you know, you pretty much know who the studs are at this point. And you could find some uh, potential breakouts that are priced low early in the year. Shea Gilgis-Alexander could be one. You know, he was getting a lot of hype in drafts. For the Thunder, so I haven't looked at his price, but it could be low. Uh, Bam Adebayo, I think, is a guy that's going to break out this year. I took him on the 3-4 turn uh, at 12, so uh, I haven't seen his price, but it could be pretty cheap, and you know he's still not a big name out, uh, outside of the you know hardcore players. Um, so you, know, you can get some of those guys that are not priced appropriately yet. Uh, even maybe some of the Kings, I haven't looked, but Marvin Bagley, I think, is going to have a big year. De'Aaron Fox. Remember, the thing with the Kings last year is they were kind of spreading the minutes. A lot of those guys were all playing around 30. I think you'll see more of a concentrated rotation where maybe these Kings start to play bigger minutes. And uh, they're actually in a good spot tonight against the Suns. So 232.5 over under. 
So I think that's a game that a lot of people are going to attack. Do you think people miss out on the West Coast games? I hope not because that's where most of the better teams are this year. Uh, you really have to take account of that. So uh, a lot of the better teams are in the West. So don't sleep on those games at all. Don't you think, though, that sometimes, and this is getting back to the earlier conversation, let, let's say teams have a larger um, rotation early. Like Pat Riley, didn't he used to play like 10 guys and then at some point he went down to eight? Do you think guys do that or do you think people do the Thibodeau where they're just playing the same seven guys all season long? It depends on the coach and the team. You know, Toronto went with a short rotation last night. I think they only played eight, and that was a game that went overtime. So I think it really depends on the coach and the team. What about rookies like Rui Hachimura? I mean, do you play guys like that in DFS, or are you like, nah, I want guys I trust? Nah, I'll, I'll play them if they're priced appropriately and the matchup's good. Uh, and I know that they're going to have a role. Like John Morant, I'll play him. I mean, you know he's going to play have a big role for this team. So, no, nah, I'm not afraid to pay them if, if they're priced appropriately. Now, you pick up playing a lot of DFS when, when football's over, right? Yeah, it's hard for me to play right now. You know, like after this show, I, I got to write. Uh, so basically, when it's time to set lineups, you know, I'm trying to get a story in under deadline. So possibly, I don't even know how many games are on the slate tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of games, dude. 11, I think. I don't play. I, I'm not going to be able to play tonight. I just don't see how I have the time to sit there because I got to write uh, football. So it's just a little bit more difficult to play as often. Uh, so maybe during the football span, you know, two to three days a week, maybe four. It just really depends. There are just some days I know, like, all right, I just don't have the time to do it today. What's your thoughts on Kristaps Porzingis? Is he, is he a guy that you could play in fantasy? You trust him again? DFS, yeah. I mean, if you know that he's going to play on a given night, I didn't really – I wasn't aggressive on him in drafts just because I was worried that there could be some maintenance and he could sit out. He did look good in the preseason. Uh, he's always an injury concern, uh, as we've seen in his career. But uh, as far as DFS, as long as you know that there's no minutes limitation, uh, I probably don't feel great about playing him on a back-to-back, -back, especially early in the year. And I haven't seen if they're definitely going to sit him or limit his minutes. So definitely not on a back-to-back -back until I see how it plays out. But early in the season, uh, if he's got a good matchup and the price isn't that bad, uh, yeah, I'll consider him. All right, let's get back to football here for a second. Are you a little shocked, as I am, that Mahomes is practicing and Andy Reid has not ruled him out yet? Stunned. Uh, I, I mean, you never know. Again, we don't get to examine him and everything. And Mahomes, obviously, is a guy that's kind of played through a high ankle spray when a lot of guys might have been sitting already. Uh, I did see they, Matt Moore said he was not told if he's going to start or not. I find it hard to believe that he plays this week. And, of course, that game is Sunday night. Uh, so hopefully we have a decision like Friday or Saturday on him because I think a lot of Mahomes owners were just saying, all right, I got to get a replacement. And they might have picked him up last weekend because, remember, that game was Thursday night. Right. So a lot of people could have went to the waiver wire and picked someone else up. And I'm sure Matt Moore went for a decent amount of money in these super flex leagues as well. So I, I'm a little I, caught in a couple leagues, Ronis. I have Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Bad week oh, to have both those that guys. is very. You have to get someone, Doc, because I don't think he plays. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm committed to picking up somebody this week, and I hate dropping. See, I hate dropping a player who I deem is usable. So let's just argue Deontay Johnson. Okay, I'll give you because I have that guy literally on every team. I'm going to have to cut him possibly because I need a quarterback, but I don't want to throw a guy like that on the waiver wire. Not that he's so good, but the right. potential's there right. for him to be good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, he's not someone you lock in your lineup every week, but in that format with 20 roster spots and the high stakes, like, yeah, he's worthy of a roster spot. And I, I know this. 
when you drop them, someone's going to eyes is going to light up and say, "Oh my goodness!" Because right. there's got to be at least a couple teams in your league that are thin at receiver, have injuries, bye weeks, and they're they're going to be like, "Oh my God, Deontay Johnson!" Even the though o- we, the only we, way I could sleep at night is if he goes for four hundred eighty-two dollars. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say is you have to hope that okay, at least someone's going to empty the bank on him, right. and it hurts. But you know, you have to. This is the tough part sometimes of bye weeks and injuries and. I don't think Mahomes plays. They're already saying Matt Moore is taking the majority of the first-team reps. Kyle Scherber has been promoted from the practice squad, so I don't think he plays. I'm stunned that they haven't ruled him out already. Uh, maybe there's just a glimmer of hope that maybe he can do something, but I'd be stunned if he plays. But I, w- I wouldn't be stunned if I would. Matt Ryan plays. Uh, because I, I think either. he's got the streak. Right. I think that, that matters want, for certain it, it guys. It does. It really does. And I think Matt Ryan wants to be an Iron Man. And I think he's going to play. Yeah, and I think some type of players take pride in going out there every week. And, you know, yeah, the season is over for the Falcons, but Matt Ryan doesn't see that way. He likes playing football every week, and I'm sure that streak means a lot to him. To play that many consecutive games in the NFL is a huge accomplishment, even if it is a quarterback. I mean, look how many quarterbacks we have seen go down this year. So they're expecting him to play. So the problem is, you know, he's probably not going to practice most of the week, but – their, their plan is they said he's going to play. I got to tell you something. I would have picked the Falcons to, in an upset had Seattle won last week. But with Seattle losing last week, I don't see them losing two. Right? But I think had they beaten the Ravens and come out, and now they're traveling east, I could have seen them like looking past this team. Yeah. Is the Falcons just have given us no reason to believe in them. So I get the rationale. But, yeah, it's kind of hard to see that happening. But you always know that some teams look past other teams, right? Oh, they, they do, yeah. You know, definitely. You're like, oh, I'm a player. These guys suck, you know? And then, because they've been winning. But, you know, Seattle, I mean, I don't know. If Matt Ryan can't move, isn't Clowney going to sack him three times? You would think so, man. I mean, this guy's not mobile to begin with. Now he's got less mobility? What about Devonta Freeman? You like him at all this week? Uh, just to catch passes, man. I don't have him anywhere, but. I think I mean, one team. Literally one team. Have you been using him? Well, yeah, what's my choice? Yeah, nah, he's an RB2, man. I know, it's crazy. All right, back with more when we return right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. All right, we are back. We are full-time fantasy. Dr. Rode along with Adam Ronas. And Ronas, I'm telling you, you know, the Nationals, my son is, you know, he, he like latches onto things. And he thought the Brewers were going to win that game. So he's shocked that the Nationals are winning game one of the World Series. I'm not. I said it, and you know this, when the Dodgers had the Nationals, I said that is the worst matchup they can get in the first round. Because the Nationals have pitching. Strasburg, Scherzer, Corbin, and even Adam Sanchez, who I had on a couple fantasy teams. A lot of people don't realize how well he has pitched this year. Their biggest Achilles heel for me was their bullpen. But if you get your starters to go seven, eight innings, or yesterday, Scherzer did not have it. Again, that is what an ace does. They don't have their best stuff. Kept a minute. He fought. He got through five. He got some big strikeouts. And then they turned it over to Corbin for the six. And it did get shaky there. Their bullpen, you know, it, their art, that's their biggest Achilles heel. But... Juan Soto's a stud, oh, 20 so years old. I mean, is he, he a first-round pick next year in fantasy? Yes. I have okay. him in a keeper league for 5 bucks in an OBP league, bro. Oh it's like God, found yeah. money. But yeah. the thing with Soto is he looked completely overmatched in his first at-bat, and then he adjusted. And they even interviewed him in the postgame, and he said, yeah, I was nervous. My legs were shaking. And you don't really hear players admit to that. But, man, they're, they're a good team, and I'm not – I'm not totally surprised by this. They were my pick to win the NL East this year. I put up a poll before the year, and all these people were picking the Phillies and Braves. I'm like, are you serious? Like, so you who, guys... are the ga- who are the game two starters tonight? It's going to be Verlander and Strasburg. That's a big matchup, man. Wow. It is. Stra- Strasburg, uh, Strasburg has been amazing this year. And I will say, I'll admit when I'm wrong, as part of our draft kit, I had Strasburg as the bust for the NL because I said I'm not investing a fourth-round pick on a pitcher who has pitched 150 innings or fewer in three of the last four years. This is the first year I did not own Strasburg in fantasy. Of course, he pitches 208 innings. So it happens. 
Uh, he stayed I've healthy. Ne- I've never owned Strasburg in fantasy. I have. Is that crazy? I just always – the injury risk is so great for him that I just always avoid him. See, but that's the problem. And, you know, uh, I had that thought this year too because I've just seen it too many years. And right. when you st- – and he stayed healthy this year. He put it it's like the It's like Fred Taylor. Remember Fred Taylor yeah, was always he was injured? always hurt. Yeah. And then one year he didn't. And then it was like the second best running back in the NFL. You're like, that was the year to have him. See, Unreal. the problem with Strasburg to me is you didn't get the injury discount because pitching was so thin and was pushed up the boards in the high stakes leagues that you know fourth round for Strasburg I was like really fourth round he might throw 150 innings but at the same time now got you even saw it with Paxton too you know he was going early Paxton I took in the fourth round of labor yeah he was a disappointment this year but he really was the thing is I think we're to the point where it's like all right we'll take 160 because you can replace the guy on the waiver wire you're not going to get the same quality innings if I got 160 of good pitching I take it right now yeah, and Strasburg gave two away, but no, nah, the Nationals are legit, man. They just started nineteen and thirty-one. They got off to a bad start. I remember people were like, "Oh, they should trade Scherzer, do this and that," and they just kept it together. Merritt Turner was hurt. Rendon was out for a little bit, but I'm not really surprised. This is a really good team, and when you have the pitching that they have, you're built for the playoffs, and that's the thing. And that's why Mets fans. But they've got fr- they've got timely hitting Rendon and Turner and Eaton. They're pesky. Right, they're 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 more than pesky. They're solid hitters, and I, I there's no easy out in that lineup. No, uh, they have they, they do have a good team, man. Again, the biggest weakness is the bullpen, and you know they clearly want to try and get seven to eight innings out of their starters. And if they can do that, then they could just turn it over to Hudson and Doolittle, and Doolittle looked good last night. All right, so what's your prediction now after game one? Uh, I, I'm going to stick with the Astros. I thought my prediction before was Astros in seven, so I'm going to stick with that. But, again, I would not be stunned if the Nationals won. Uh, I think people have kind of – they have not been giving this team enough credit, and uh, they're legit. They have been on the cusp for years. Uh, they've had major disappointments. You know, they couldn't get out of the divisional round, and uh, they're just on a roll right now. And I think a lot of people saw the long layoff and said, yeah, that's going to hurt them, and it clearly didn't. That was a huge win for them, not just to beat Garrett Cole, but the whole the mentality. Garrett Cole had lost since May, and you go out there in game one on the road where Houston plays well at home, and you come out with a win, there's no pressure on them right now. All the pressure's on Houston. I mean, Houston right. is pretty much in a must-win situation tonight. If not, they're going to Washington for three. Uh, yeah, so Houston's got to win this game tonight. What, Justin what? Verlander has got to step up. He has not been great in this postseason. You need eight innings from Verlander tonight. No, Verlander needs a big night. I love Springer, though. I love Altuve. He's clutch. Yeah. He is clutch. Springer, that is a word for him. He is clutch. Dude. Although, I will say this, terrible job not running that ball out. Everyone criticized Ronald Acuna for not hustling, and I really haven't seen it with Springer. Do you think that's a non-hustle, or do you think that's just no, appreciating that's not, my no, home run? No, shot? bro. This is the World Series. You cannot sit there and assume it's a home run. you got to run out of the box, man. And you got to get to third, and then the next batter hits a sack fly, and you score a run. So he cost his team a run. No excuse, man. Don't sit there and admire anything. This is the World Series. There's no excuse for that. You, you got to hustle all the time. Losing? Do you blame him for losing? I don't the game? blame him for losing, but he deserves to be criticized for that. As much as he's done, you can't sit there, especially with the talk of the baseball being different. And I know your player's not going to think like that, but you got to hustle out the box, man. You know how that wall is. You can't assume the ball is out. That's a terrible job by Springer. Ronald Acuna was getting blasted for it when he didn't hustle. And I don't hear – I haven't really seen a lot of criticism of Springer, and he deserves it. You can't do that. How high does Acuna go in the draft next year, too? He's going to be the one pick, mostly. He's, either, he's probably going to be one. 
over Trout? Yeah, because of stolen bases. Acuna has the ability to go 40-40. Trout hasn't been running as much. If you want to take Trout one, I'm fine with it. But it's going to come down to... It's going to be between Acuna, Yelich, and Trout. But the people who argue Acuna are going to say, we haven't seen the ceiling yet. And Acuna's a guy that can steal 30 to 40 bases. And when you're looking at the tiebreakers between those two, because Trout, Trout maybe gives you 15 to 20. He's not run as much. He's had some injuries. And what about Yelich's injury? Does that bother you a little bit? No, it doesn't. I mean, he has had the back, though. I mean, this was a, a I think, a, what was it, a knee? Knee cap, Yeah, yeah fouled yeah, the ball, right. yeah. So, yeah. no, I'm not really worried about that. It's the back that has popped up sporadically throughout the last two years. But, nah, Yelich is a hell of a hitter. So, How I, high would you take Jared Cole in a draft? Is he a first-round pick? In a 15-team league, he's going to go in the first round. I tend not to take pitchers in the first round, but someone will. I think, yeah, I was trying to think about it. Because if he was as good as he was this year, it's dominant. Yeah, and I mean, he, he's a free agent, so we'll see where he lands. By the way, so you see the Cubs hired Dave Ross. Yeah, I did see that. Didn't shock me at all. Dave Ross has been, uh, he's been, he's been groomed to be a manager since he was in the leagues. Yeah, they love him, too. Oh, Cubs fans? Yeah. Oh, they love Dave Ross. So I, you think it's a good hire? Do you do you like hiring former players like that? It's always a catcher too. Yeah, I don't. It's it's real risky. I don't know. I thought they were going to get someone more established. Really? Yeah. Well, if your team is not great, maybe if you get I, I don't know. Do managers make that much of a difference? You think they can? I mean, you know, uh, look at the Dodgers, man. That's a team loaded with talent, and Dave Roberts has not been able to to get past it. And he he did make some uh, questionable calls there in that last game. And you blame him? I think he deserves some responsibility for it. I mean, leaving Kershaw in, I, I didn't think was the right move. That's true. That's true. He didn't go I, to Kenley Jansen? Like, why? I know Kenley Jansen him. was great in the second half. Or, 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 or is he just inflating Kershaw, thinking Kershaw was you know, one of the greatest pitchers of all time and blah, blah, blah? I, I mean, he came in to get a left air out. He did his job. He's not accustomed to, to being in that role. And you could say, well, it's Kershaw, she's do it, but he's, he's not the same, man. He doesn't have the same jump on his fastball anymore. Is Kershaw a Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Is Big Phil with us still? Big Phil in Kentucky, what's up, my man? Did he drop? Don't know, man. Take your time. All right. When Big Phil wants to get on the phone, he will. Don't rush him. All right, Ronas. Delaney Walker. I think he sits this week. Agree or disagree? Agree. I mean, he played, I think, five snaps last week. He's getting older. I know people were, like, excited because he got off to a decent start, but he's 35. He's been banked up, had the injury last year, and and it happens with these tight ends. So uh, I didn't draft him anywhere this year. And then early I was like, oh, maybe that was a mistake. But uh, it's looking like it was the right call right now. Is Jonu Smith worth worth looking at? I put him in my start-sit column. Yeah, I think he's worth the streamer this week. You know, it's funny because tight end is pretty bad. And look, none of these guys that we're talking about in this range are must, but there are actually some decent ads for tight ends this week on the waiver wire when I was going through. I was like, oh, it's not too bad. I mean, yeah, you could put John o. Smith in there. He had three for over 60 last week going up against Tampa Bay. Derrick Henry's going to get the football. There's no doubt. But this could be a 20-carry, 50-yard week, and you're praying for a touchdown. Tampa Bay's been really good against the run. Uh, the way to beat Tampa is obviously throw the ball on them, and we've seen Tannehill be more aggressive. So, yeah, Smith's in a spot this week where, you know, chance at a touchdown. You look, right now, from your tight end and a PPR, you would take three for 62 in a heartbeat. Oh, my God. If, you, if I could get nine points from my tight end, I think I would take that right now. Right. No matter cause what. Because unless you have, you know, the elites, Waller, Henry, Kittle, Hooper, 
Like, I mean, Ingram gave you one catch last week and a good smash spot. No one expects that. Darren Waller is such a game changer. He Whoever is, he's this year's Mahomes. If you have no, I Waller, would, I would you say might he's this year's Kittle for the position. You know how Kittle last year? He's better. Um, he's well, had bigger games. No, he has, to, he just, he has two touchdowns on the year. It feels like 10. He had two. It was his first two last week. It feels like 20. I mean, He's just had a high floor every week. He's been yeah. very good. You know, there's such a difference when you, when you, and you at tight end, you know, you mentioned the good ones. Hooper's been great. Waller's been great. Up till last week, Andrews has been great. But then there's a drop-off after, like, you know, the top seven or eight guys. I mean, and even then, I, I wrote about this in my stock watch. If I asked you, what do you think is Zach Ertz this year, what would you say? Below average. Right, and he's actually not been that bad. It's just the expectations. If you draft Ertz in the second or third round, this is not what you paid for him. And I'm sorry. How many receptions on the year for Zach Ertz? He's actually got quite a lot. I think it's like 41, right? I wrote and about how many this yards? today. Uh, 400-something. Not bad. He only has one touchdown, though. That's the problem. Here's the thing, and I wrote about this before the year, and I think you agree, too. If you drafted Zach Ertz where you did, this is your fault. He was right. never going to repeat last year. Right. It was an outlier. He had 116 targets the previous three years, 75, 78, 74. I told you I wanted him in round four or later. Not but you weren't getting him. Where you weren't get, and then he's not on my team. Here's the Okay, so Zach Ertz, he's sixth among tight ends in PPR scoring. Right? Not bad. Right. On a points-per-game basis, he's ninth. So that's not bad. And he has double-digit points in PPR formats in five or seven games. But the expectations were not this for Ertz when you draft the tight end that early. That you, did, you need him to be a top two, top three tight end. Otherwise, you are losing in a major way, especially when teams got Darren Waller round, well, depending on when you drafted. I think I took him in Vegas in round nine or ten. Uh, but, you know, in, in some of the drafts before that, he was going later. So when you got other teams getting Waller in round 12, 13, 14, and you got teams getting Austin Hooper 10, 11, and 12. And no, even, so much better. If you could and, get Hooper and, and 10 or Ertz and 3, what would you do? Of course. Now, of course. We were going to go through this discussion every year when we're talking tight ends, but the key is figuring it out. You got to know, okay, who is that tight end? And I think Kittle was kind of not easy, but you could see it last year. I wrote an article in our draft kit. No, no, no. Kittle had the shoulder problem. Don't you remember when well, I backed off on him no, in, in all the leagues because of his I, shoulder injury? I did that in my home league. So I wrote an article in the draft kit saying Kittle is the guy this year to get. And you're right. It was August. And I remember, oh, Kittle's bang. And he had a history of injuries. And I freaking passed on him to take right. Njoku. Dumb. Dumb. Right. Dumb. All right. I think Big Phil's still out there. Big Phil, will get, I promise, we'll get to you at the next break. I, I, we're running short on time, and I don't want to rush him on us. Okay. We'll, we'll get to him. I promise. But uh, I think, you know, speaking of Njoku, Dude, that guy's the most overrated player in fantasy football. People take him in round 10. I know he got hurt, but I just never liked this guy. Yeah, I mean, I think the talent is there. It's just that the situation in Cleveland, I mean, no one thought it was going to be this bad. I mean, round 10 is okay. I mean, when you look at those tight ends, I only took him in one league. Uh, he wasn't a target for me. He actually fell in the league I took him. Like, I was, uh, I was like, he kind of fell into my lap. But I was with you. He did wasn't you see a about Baker, Did you see Baker Mayfield They're talking about Nate Solder, the Giants trading Nate Solder to the Browns? Yeah, How Browns, dumb would that be? They want How Trent dumb. Williams, and it looks like they're just not getting it, and they want to do something to improve the line. But if the Giants give him Solder, then who's going to protect Daniel Jones? That doesn't matter. Daniel Jones is 
that that's worn off quickly. All that money spent on Daniel Jones. How's that working out, fellas? Yeah, I, well, I know, but oh, all right, we'll talk more when we come back. Right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, we are back. We're full-time fantasy. Remember, check us out at fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 or RONUS50. We'll get you two, two months at 50% off. It's a good deal. I promise you that. RONUS, who's coming up on hour number two today? Uh, Bill Enright, uh, ffchamps.com, will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Nice, and also Bull Market Fantasy, right? That's right. Yeah. And then speaking of Bull Market Fantasy, you can hear Jim Cramer at 7.40 a.m. I believe it's on Thursday mornings. Uh, he joins uh, the guru, John Hansen, so you can listen to that as well. All right, Chris Herndon, back at practice. Are you starting him this week, Ronas? you think he plays? you think he's active? I really hope so. Um, there's a league or two where I kind of need him, and I kind of have to make a decision. I have one league with Mark Andrews on by, and my other tight end is Herndon, and then I have a league where I have Herndon. I had Jared Cook out last week, and I picked up Darren Fells, uh, and I really don't want to hold three tight ends, and I was – going to drop fells tonight but i'm kind of nervous yeah, about that right me now too i'm in the same i right? literally have the same three guys what are we gonna do doc i'm not dropping fells i'm keeping fells baby really yeah i just have no one else 
I have no one else to drop, and I want to put a claim in for Ty Johnson. I'm not going to spend a lot because I have Chase Edmonds in that league and Cook and Fournette, so I'm pretty good. Um, if this was Thursday and I knew that Herndon was definitely practicing and playing, I would drop Fells yesterday. So you're, I guess we could do it, and then we could make up a pickup Friday night. We can, yeah. Want to do that? Um, I think I'm dropping Fells, and I guess I, I guess I'm going to hope that there's still a decent tight end available if Herndon is ruled out Friday. But it sounds, I mean, he's back at practice. That's a good sign on a Wednesday. That is true. Tyrell Williams, by the way, returned to practice on Wednesday. That's really a good sign, too. Uh, plantar fasciitis is something that is, uh, could linger for a while, but the fact that he's out there today is definitely a good sign. Uh, they certainly could use him back there. Do you know who has that? Mama Roto has plantar fasciitis. Really? Yeah. She's not happy about it. Oh, my God. Bavona, too? It's like a party. It sucks. It, it really yeah. sucks. Does it feel like it's stabbing you in your heel when you wake up in the morning? No, it's actually more if I'm wearing like, like I'm I, I love wearing Chuck uh, Chuck All Stars. If I but like if I wear them too long, it, I feel it in both my heels. It. It's I heard it's from horrible. high heels, so maybe I, is that is that what you're wearing? <laughs> you're wearing stilettos, bro. <laughs> wow. You need comfortable shoes, wow. Don't worry about the Chuck All Stars. Don't worry about Chris, being cool. Chris oh, wearing red my bottoms. <laughs> love the Chucks, man. I know, but it's about, it's about, you know, it's not always about how they look. It's about what you need, comfort. Usually they are comfortable, just lately now. <laughs> See, Ronis, people are, I, I don't know. I don't care what the shoe brand is as long as it's comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all about comfort, man. Exactly. All right, guys, this is Dr. O saying be well, take care, keep it here for another hour of Adam Ronis right after this. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.